to the Morning Mayhem Show with your host, Jim Amato. Good morning, Woodland, and welcome to March 11th. It is AB Day, and also, in case you didn't know, the day they believe that Romeo and Juliet got married at March 11th, 1302. Now, we don't know if it's the true Shakespeare couple, but there is a couple in a registry for a wedding huh. in Italy on March 11th, 1302. And they believe that's possibly where he got the name for it. There's also another play written by another guy, Johnson. and But, but for right now, it is March 11th. Happy anniversary to Romeo and Juliet, wherever you may be at this point. It is a B-Day, so make sure you have your B-Day schedule on. Hawks are in the building this morning. And if you're in here and you're looking for something to do, don't forget to start writing some poetry for the poetry contest. You have to have all your entries in by the 22nd. I believe that's the 22nd. They should go to Miss Manning. Make sure Miss Manning gets all your poetry. Also, the student government. We're doing the St. Patrick's Day necklace sale. St. Patrick's Day necklace sale. So all next week in all lunch waves, you can get two St. Patrick's Day necklaces for a dollar. Unique and different designs. All the money, it goes to a great cause. So yeah, definitely show off your St. Patrick flair. If you're Irish, if you want to pretend to be Irish, if you just like wearing beaded necklaces, two necklaces, one dollar, all lunch waves next week. Because I hear it's about layering when you're putting on you know, accessories. It, it is. It's all about it the layering. This would it be is. part of that element. It we, we highly encourage multiple bead purchases. All right. Multiple bead purchases. Tomorrow we have the math team and the math honor society coming in to get us started for Pi Day the 14th. It is on Sunday, 3.14, March 14th. So Day before for the, the Ides. Day before the Ides. We're just getting there. The Ides we will be celebrating Pi Day. So, if you know who was stabbed on the Ides of March, feel free to uh, put a comment below on our show and we'll see if anybody can remember who was murdered in the Ides of March. Also, if you love animals, and I think some of you do, Mrs. Frick's advisory is collecting for the Animals for Life shelter. So, if you have anything for the National Puppy Day, uh, March 23rd, they're taking all the donations, anything of canned animal food, toys, blankets for dogs, cats. They're going to be handing those in uh, by the 23rd. So get your donations in and let's let's get your puppies some love. Didn't What's one up? of your advisors years ago buy an alpaca? We did. We adopted an alpaca. You adopted an alpaca. We adopted an alpaca. We also tried to register for the Freedom Ship that year. Yes. I don't know if you know about the Freedom Ship. Yes, it's yes, the yes, largest yes. cruise ship ever be made. It was nearly a quarter mile long. It's never been fabricated. It nope. was just an idea. People were going to live on it. It had like helicopter pads and stuff. Like, look it up. It's it's quite an impressive uh, design. It, it got bought by another company. Still hasn't been built as of yet. But yes, an alpaca because you could buy animals and donate to other people. Mm -hmm. So this morning, we're joined by Andrew Cullen, Jenna Chicano, and to my right is Chris Tomlin. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Morning, morning. All right. Jenna, as I was driving here, it was foggy like you couldn't believe. I live a little bit up on a hilltop. Can you tell me what's going on with the weather? Well, unfortunately, today we are starting off with some fog, but later in the day, we will see beautiful sunny skies with a high temperature of 61 degrees. That's our peak for today. But as I said, we are starting off with fog and it should become sunny around noon, partly cloudy around 10 a.m. Starting off with the temperature around 8 a.m. with 43 degrees, but it should be 54 degrees around that area at noontime. 
that should stay the same. Around 4 p.m., we might get the 59-degree, 61-degree peak for the day. And later in the evening, we will see the partly cloudy skies, unfortunately. But we will see the same temperatures around the low 50s for the rest of the day. With wind speeds not that high, moderate to low wind speeds, around 3 to 9 miles per hour heading southwest throughout the day. And that's it for your daily weather update with Jenna Chicano, reminding you to stay positive. Outstanding. Now, I'm hoping it gets up to 59, 60 degrees because if you're a spring coach like me, I used to do uh, tennis outside and have outdoor sports, baseball, softball, and you definitely watched the weather. We definitely will be paying attention moving forward, although we did hear there's supposed to be snow next week. Unfortunately, yes. Wait, 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 wait. You mean fortunately? I mean, some cases might be fortunate. Because but... there are no more snow days. So anybody that hears snow in the forecast and hoping, hey, we can get a day off from school, that doesn't happen anymore. No, no, it does not. But do we have any idea how much snow? It might range based on how <sighs> we get hit. So, yeah. You're, you're going to do that to me on a Thursday? You're going to take away my dreams of one more blizzard before... Maybe. Uh, it's cheap. Now, we're here with one of our alum from Hawk Headlines Journalism, Andrew Cullen, and he's worn headsets like this before and done broadcast and has been involved in, well, we wouldn't call it podcasting back then. No, I don't think that was a thing yet. <laughs> I don't think it was a thing yet either. We did radio. Yeah. We would broadcast live out on the internet. So there was a lot of that element to it, but we really didn't have what we have today. No, it's a very different world. It's uh, it's weird to be back. Um, I haven't stepped into the journalism side. I've just been asking everyone that says uh, in in their classes that have said they're back a part of it, and it's it's been it's been wild seeing how far you guys have come. It is, and we probably could have a whole show just talking about where broadcast has been and how far we're we're going to go from there. So I would love to have you back on on that time to to talk about that as well. We're joined this morning by Mr. William Crangel. Good morning, sir. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, how's it going over in the tech department? I think things are doing. Uh, I think things are moving along as well as could be expected. Uh, I wasn't can... expecting this. I kind of just had to pot it. So no one yeah. really expects it. It just kind of jumps up at you, you as you grab people. Drew, can, or... Drew could explain. He was trying to walk up the stairs. I was just going to the third floor. <laughs> so how's that motorcycle coming along? It's coming along slowly but surely. You know, um, I was hoping to have it done this year. I don't know if that's going to happen because of, you know, um, the lack of contact time with the kids in the classroom. You know, that's one of those projects you can't do virtually. You have to be there. So, um, you know, we cut down once a week from three times a week. So that really um, cut into our production time. So next year, I'm hoping. It hasn't finished and ready for the shows. I've been subbing for a lot of classes like yours. I was with you last week and uh, I was with Art. The week before, I think it was the, the clay class, whatever that one is. And it's just hearing the kids saying that half of them are in once a week. There's some that aren't aren't coming in at all. I don't know. I can't imagine how difficult it is trying to get projects done, trying to teach how to build a motorcycle or craft with clay to kids that you have to, the art projects have to get driven to their house so that they can do some. It was, I love talking to the kids and seeing their, uh, their opinions and still how much they've learned because they were still teaching me about engines last week in the motorcycle class because I had no idea. <laughs> We, we were really hoping to have, you know, uh, the Doom Buggy we finished two years ago. That's in the shed, all put away, ready for the show. We were planning on having the motorcycle finished last year and bringing it to some local car shows and stuff like that. We have a full, you know, uh, video presentation along to go with to set up a little booth to see what the kids are doing and visit some maybe the Beacon Falls or Prospect or some of the local car shows. Um, but that never happened when uh, 
because COVID hit, of course. And um, so we're still hoping to do that. Our Electrathon race this year, the fall one was was canceled. And it doesn't look like we're going to have it in the spring either. So no Electrathon car this year, which is just as well, because I don't think we would have had enough time to build one from scratch. So we're just hoping next year's a better year. Are they them. building the Electrathon car now or just to get some practice time on it to figure out how to make the battery last longer? Are they doing any of that skills for no. Electrathon? We, we've been doing no, we've been doing a lot of CNC machining. I have the CNC uh, mill. I have the CNC lathe now. We've been doing a lot of TIG welding as well, so I'm having the kids really focus on that because I only have 10 in at a time, 8 to 10 kids in at a time. So we've been focusing on that. There's really not enough time to build a car from scratch. It, just didn't, it, it was just too difficult. So they're, they're really just practicing um, TIG welding the aluminum you know, for the frame. So the kids that do come back next year will be able to jump right on it and, and get to work building the frame. Yeah, it would be nearly impossible, I believe, to you know weld from online. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I had them watching a, you know, there's there's a ton of YouTube videos and some of the, some of the videos I have, I had watched that when they're remote, and then just follow along with me in class, but it's hard. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think part of it too is the resiliency, as Drew was saying, is that the kids have figured out ways or have still learned from how the teachers have been exploring new ways to engage them in the online environment. So I think it's been a learning curve on both sides, but in about a week we would have been in this for a year. Yeah. And I think there's a, a change to how last March was to how this March has been. Well, it was just earlier this week was the one year anniversary that the governor announced the first either, either case or death of COVID in Connecticut. So a year into the timeline, so. Yeah, I know, I know this week last year was when we got swimming canceled because states was supposed to be this weekend and uh, we, we were driving back from MVLs and they're like, by the way, this is it, we're done. <laughs> okay. Um, but also this year going in, a lot of those kids that are taking those electives probably knew coming in, all right, I'm gonna be online for this. You know, I wanna take something I'm motivated to take. So a lot of the kids that I have been talking to online are still, are actually like encouraged to watch the YouTube videos that they're being sent. It's not like some of the general classes where they're pulling teeth to get the at-home kids to actually care. It's the, these kids took this elective knowing, all right, I, I may not be able to touch this stuff, but I'm really excited to at least learn about it. Yeah, we're seeing that in journalism as well, where the program is actually kind of flourished in the sense of how do we get communication out there? And using technology is one of the things we do well. As we, I was explaining to them what a TriCaster is and how big the cart was that we would roll up to the basketball Court. And yes, I said roll up yes. because it was in a box about the size of a large ventriloquist case, if you will, if anyone can visualize that on wheels. And it had a computer built inside of it with two monitors, one on either side. So the director would sit on one side, that would be true. And then the producer would sit on the other side and they would do the title screen and the score. And we would lay out over a hundred feet of cable to three cameras in the bleachers and connect them all back. And each camera had uh, its own power cord, extension cord, everything. There had to be another 30, 40 pounds worth of equipment with those tripods as well. And we put them on a dolly and actually one of the carts that we have and roll all that upstairs. If you look on my Instagram feed, you'll see now that we do a entire show. It fits on my counter in my office. And we use iPads to do multiple camera angles and we have some other better cameras for zooming in, but the technology has changed and the ability for the kids to, to adapt has, has been incredible. The learning curve has been steep, but they've been climbing right up that hill. 
some of the things that like some of the things we do in manufacturing, you know, you can watch a video and I can explain it to you. For example, TIG welding. If you look at the process, much like soldering, I, I, Jim, I, I know you know how to solder, right? Yep. But the very first time you do it, I mean, if you explain somebody how to do it, that's all you have to do. That's it. Then when you actually do it, it's all <laughs> it's all feel, you know, and just knowing the machine and knowing if you're too much current, not enough current. And uh, so TIG welding is one of those things, unless you're hands on. You can watch all the videos in the world, and it looks very simple. And the process is simple. It's the practice. That's the key. You know, it is the, the practice. Technique. So, and actually taking a look at YouTube as an instructional, I know it's bailed me out a hundred times just on learning new things as, as well. And giving the kids that opportunity to use that as a tool, as a resource, in addition to having access to us. And like you said, the practice of it, I think, is really going to be something that I think we're going to keep going it moving forward. Not everything that we've done in the past year is going to be abandoned. I think we're going to use a lot of some of the techniques that we've innovated for. Have you had any innovations that you're probably going to no, keep no, with you? None whatsoever. None whatsoever? No, no, no. no. We, we do everything boring. It's 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 history. It, we just <laughs> Pencil and paper, still handing go. out notebooks. Uh, actually, we're, we're, we're still using clay tablets and, and writing in cuneiform. So, I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> well, pencil you, and paper is way too advanced for where we're heading. You're still doing that project, though, Cuneiform, right? No. Uh, Ever since we switched over to modern, no. Because yes. it's something I have to think about as a teacher as well. What am I going to keep in and add in for innovation for next year? But before next year gets started, we have to get this morning started. And it's time to get to your class. So on behalf of Drew Cullen, Bill Carangelo, Jenna Chicano, Chris Tomlin, I'm Jim Amato. Good morning, Woodland.